welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. I am so grateful to be here with you all today and to be able to interview one of our sisters in the faith, as well as a writer for the Urban Christian Woman. Sharon, it is so good to have you here for this series, um, Creativity and Culture. And I have to be honest, when Leah and I thought about it, we literally were like, there's only one person that we feel could do this series um, justice in regards to helping women frame their medium, their art, their creativity through the lens of the kingdom of God. And so thank you so much for doing this series with us. And we're in episode two of this series, and you're going to give us some framework today around a theology of art. How do we view art as followers of Jesus? So you talked in the last um, episode through the lens of photography um, and the metaphor of depth of field, right? And going into a self-focus versus a God-focus. Give us a little bit of a cliff note and where do we see us um, viewing art as followers of Jesus in scripture? Okay, well, I just want to say that I'm really grateful to be having this conversation with you, Toshiba. You are a sister in the Lord, but also a dear friend. So this, I've been excited to have this conversation and um, it's really caused me to reflect and to Mm. get into scripture and Mm -hmm. to kind of be praying through this topic. So I'm, I'm coming to the table really excited, almost too excited. Like I feel my blood pumping excited to talk about all of this. Yeah. And isn't that the goal? Like as we have been gifted and talented with so much that we would search the scriptures as to how the Lord wants to use it and gain a greater understanding of what we're called to in our areas and crafts. So I I, I appreciate that. You're a theologian, you're a woman theologian. (laughs) Photographer, theologian, a new new, um, title. Um, Okay, well, last last episode, we talked about this metaphor of depth of field, which is actually, um, it's a camera setting on our cameras Mm -hmm. that we change and it allows our lens to kind of pick up not just what's, in the foreground, but what's in the background. So when we change our camera setting um, to a deeper, uh, longer depth of field, we're not just seeing seeing a creamy background, we're seeing seeing detail, description, we're seeing things on the margins of the photograph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we talked about this a lot last episode and this episode we really want to dig into scripture and um talk about like why why how we see this played out in scripture 
Um, and, and really that's what we're called to is to see things with a, a deeper depth of field, yeah. um, not a shallow depth of field, a deep depth of field. That's right. That's right. So we're jumping into Colossians 3 today, ladies, and um, I'm going to be reading Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, 1 through 3. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Mm-hmm. Sharon, talk to us about this passage a little bit and um, how we as followers are to be viewing this through a theology of art. Yeah, so I think as followers of God, of Jesus, um, this idea of depth is being held out to us. So in the version you read, it's saying, you know, our lives should be hidden in Christ. Yeah. So we are not operating outside of Christ. We talked about this the last episode that God is the source mm-hmm. of all creativity and mm-hmm. we as his followers are in Christ. And mm-hmm. I I I I'm a big fan of the message version and um the way they talk about these verses, I love, I love kind of the language around this. It's mm-hmm. don't shuffle along with your eyes to the ground, mm-hmm. um, absorbed with the things right in front of you. That's the shallow depth of field. Mm-hmm. Look up and be alert to what is going around Christ. Mm-hmm. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a call and a challenge two followers of Jesus to look up, mm-hmm. to see what's happening, not just with yourself, <laughs> yes. but see what's happening around you. Um, mm-hmm. See what God is doing sort of in the deep parts, in the in the wide parts. Yeah. Um, that might be very different from what you're seeing right in front of you. And we only see this in Christ, through Christ, mm-hmm. through a, a living Christ. Um, it talks about here, this mm-hmm. is the the new resurrection life we are called to live out. Yeah, yeah. And what is so profound to Sharon about this is, I love that you're really holding um, this phrase in Christ out and mm-hmm. understanding like how we are to be uh, being used through him and looking around us, right? And um, in particular, every time that we see this this phrase in Christ in Scripture, um, in Colossians, Paul writes this over and over again, particularly in Colossians. But the the phrase in Christ is actually uh, what we know in the theological uh, sense as union with Christ. Mm, And so because we are united with Christ, that means like we uh, don't get him. No, we are made one with him. And Mm -hmm. so as we are one with Christ, that's a, it's pushing us towards the reflection of the things of Christ as well. Yes, yes. And, and when we, and when we think about our craft or creativity or mm, art, yes. we cannot think about it in an individualistic sense. Come on. We have our art and our craft as a tool 
in union with Christ. And I think that has to be the starting point as a follower of Jesus, that we, whatever we have, whatever skill or tool or beauty that we have to show the world, it is in union with the resurrected Christ. And that has, that has big implications. Wow. 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 Which I'm super excited to, to dig into. I don't want to jump to This is where your blood starts pumping. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. So, okay. So that being the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Like talk to us about like where we see some case study in scripture around art and this scenario of using our art in union with Christ and what he's done. Yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about um, where we see this in the Bible. And um, I've kind of come to these two points in scripture mm-hmm. where it talks about the use of essential oils. Mm. And before I get into essential oils, I just need to say I am not hating on essential oils. I love <laughs> essential oils. Okay. I have my Melaleuca that I use very often, my lemon, I clean come with on. essential oils. I'm okay. on sleepy time. Come so, on, come on, lemongrass. Come Yeah, the bedtime blend. (laughs) So, anyways, I wanted I want to talk about um, essential oils in in scripture and where we see it used in the right way, and Mm. where we see it used in a way with a shallow depth of field. I want to I want to see where we're we're seeing the craft used with a long depth of field, a deep depth of field, and a scenario where we see it used in a shallow sense um, mm-hmm. and kind of hold these next to each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So where are we jumping into first? Tell okay. us where you're going. Okay, so we're going to start with John 12, one through three. All right, I can read that. Okay, yeah, us. go for it. Yeah, yeah. John 12, one through three, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus's feet, and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Verse yes. four, right? Am I reading verse four? I think we can stop there actually. Okay. Okay. Um, um, just for now. So I just want us to get the sense of I kind of want us, I want to tap into our senses a little bit. We're in yeah. this home. There's kind of this this aromatic experience mm-hmm. happening. The home is filled with these beautiful scents. Um, mm-hmm. Mary is taking this expensive, um, these expensive oils, um, she's kind of using her hand. She's concocting this mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, she's taking the best of the best of what she has, of her craft, of what she knows how to do. Mm-hmm. And she's taking them to the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she, she, she does whatever she does with oils on Jesus's feet. She wipes his feet with her hair and mm-hmm. hair for women. That was their glory. That was their glory. And she used Mm. her glory in such a humble way to serve um, her master, Jesus. And we, and um, so this is kind of the background of this scripture. And then 
actually, could you continue reading? Because we're going to see some pushback yeah, in chapter four. We are. <laughs> or in we verse are. four. Yeah, in verse four. And I'm reading from verse four to... Um, let's do Let's do four through six. Four through six. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Mm. Yeah. Girl, so come on in here. <laughs> go, go on and just go on and break break the whole word down. Yeah. So so we get some pushback for how Mary is choosing to use her craft, but That's right. her choice is centered on Christ. Mm-hmm. So we see this that her choice is centered on serving and loving and respecting Christ, mm-hmm. um, of bringing glory really to Christ, the yes. Christ in front of her. And there's yes. pushback to this, but we see that Mary is willing um, to almost take on the shame of that rebuke, Mm -hmm. to almost, uh, to, yeah, to not falter in her decision Mm -hmm. um, to use this skill, this craft Mm -hmm. um, to serve Christ. And I think this is where we see this, this wide depth of field, the shallow depth of field would be her listening yes. <laughs> and, and listening to this disciple and saying, you know what? You're right. I yes. should be using it in this way. Mm-hmm. I should be using it for the poor. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see Jesus respond in this scripture and he says, you know, the poor will always be among you. Yes. Um, but yes. I'm not always going to be among you. And so focus your attention yes. on me. Lift up your eyes yes. to see beyond what's maybe typical yes. um, for this use and the skill that you have. Who? Mm, mm, mm. okay. I yeah. love exactly. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a few things that you're saying is like, you know, don't look at what it is naturally could be used for it, but mm. look, it's almost like looking with spiritual eyes, looking with it, particularly with Mary, Mary is fulfilling um, the, the, the missional work that Christ is, is preparing himself for too. Right. And yeah. so you just see the obedience here. And I love these two case studies that you're going to be, that you're fleshing out for us because it, it ties itself as well to obedience to God over the obedience of, I need to push my yes. craft forward. There's such a surrender and a yield that leads to this service and this act of worship. And so- And it's not for any accolades. I mean, it's actually the opposite. Her goal is not the accolades of man, of Mm. the disciples who are close to Jesus. Who, you know, if they affirmed her, she would maybe like- move up in the ranks of being a disciple or whatever it is, but she was not after the affirmation of man. Mm -hmm. She was after the affirmation of Jesus. And I love that you talked about obedience. Mm -hmm. This was a humble obedience um, with how she used, used her skill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And you're taking us to Luke 24. 
next, right? Yes. Can You're you taking read? us to another case study there. Yes. Let's read this. Um, if you want to read, hmm, why don't I just let you go for it? And I'll take it. I'll, I'll comment yeah. when you're done. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. I'm, I'm going. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying it is necessary that the son of man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women were with them, with them were telling the apostles these things. But these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. When he stopped in, when he stooped to look in, he saw only the linen clothes. So he went away amazed at what had happened. Mm, okay, thank you. Yeah, I love this scripture. And this scripture is, mm. is particularly gets me excited. Um, yes, it does. So we see in this opening scene, kind of these women once again, kind of fulfilling this role of mixing essential oils. And mm-hmm. they're up at the crack of dawn. Um, they're bringing, they're, they're, they're the aromatherapist. They're mixing these spices. They're preparing to dress the body of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they, they think they are serving Jesus with this craft. Yes. They, they think that they are doing what they should as followers of God, honoring the dead body of Christ. Mm. But what we see is we see the angel show up to these women and echo exactly what Colossians 3 talks about, which is, hey, why are you looking down at a gravesite? Why are you looking down? Why are you paying attention to what's right in front of you instead of looking up and going out and seeing the resurrected Christ? And in this moment, (laughs) what they thought was the craft that they brought to Jesus was actually at this point obsolete. (laughs) And they needed, they needed to actually turn and take on a new craft. And what was that craft? It was a craft that wasn't um, common maybe for these women, but Mm. they were tasked with speaking and speaking actually requires a lot of creativity. How would they prepare this message that would convince the closest people to Jesus that Christ was resurrected. So these women, just you like preach on this podcast, <laughs> you better preach on this here podcast. This is what I get so excited about. Ooh, these women, honey. just like Mary, that we see um, in the book of John, they had to go forward with boldness. They had to go forward in obedience. They had to go forward in humility, but they also had to use a craft and an art. 
it was almost the tool by which they did that. <laughs> mm. And they went to the disciples and they kind of garnered these words. They put these words together to try to convince the disciples. And we see it didn't work so well, but mm-hmm. it worked well enough that Peter was like, wait, something you said, you said, mm-hmm. I'm going to go check out for myself. Mm-hmm. And so they, they looked up towards the resurrected Christ yeah. and then they told others also to look up and Mm -hmm. go see the resurrected Christ. So we see kind of this domino effect of this Colossians 3 idea of, wait, don't have a shallow depth of field. Mm -hmm. Go deep, go wide, look up, go see. It's so much more than you think it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even as you were um, articulating that, I was thinking about how this craft, when you said the craft became obsolete and they now had another craft that God was calling them to use and gifting them to use. And I think about that so much in um, just my own life and Mm. how um, in previous seasons, I've had a particular craft that I was using for a particular season. And then in another season, it's something that is completely different. And it's mm-hmm. no longer, even though it could it could be beneficial, it's obsolete because it, there, there is another, the living Christ is trying to do a different redeeming work in a different yeah. season of time, you yeah. know? And I would love for you to sort of just you know, um, speak to that, uh, that it's a different art form, you know, like what, what Mm -hmm. can happen if we lean into just sort of holding our craft and not looking up first, you know? Yeah. I think, um, well, I think so much has to do with, um, being in prayer and paying attention, Mm. um, really stopping to listen. The women had to listen to the angels. They had to stop and take in information outside of themselves about how they could serve the kingdom of God. Um, So I think that's huge is sometimes we just have to stop what we're doing and reflect like, is this serving the resurrected Christ or is this just serving the here and the now? Mm. Um, And I think there's times like what you said, there's times where we kind of enter a new season and we have to almost just pause and reflect like, is what I, what I was doing, you know, wiping Jesus's feet with my hair. Does that work right now? Mm -hmm. You know, or or is God doing something new? Um, so yeah, mm. I think I think we do really have to reflect on on that idea of what does it mean to look up at Christ right where I'm standing right now. Mm. Um, and then I think the other thing is when we do that, we we see beyond the physical world. We mm-hmm. see the spiritual world, and I think as as Artists, our art should really transcend the physical world because we are pointing to a hope that is so much bigger than this physical world. Um, it's the eternal world, right? It's this. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think sometimes we have to remember as Christians that our art and creativity is unique because we are not simply or merely 
looking at the world in front of us. It's important. We need to acknowledge the pain and the brokenness and the suffering, but it is not without hope of Mm. an internal uh, reality. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. How do we sort of bring this towards our heart, our heads, Mm. our hands? Like, how do we bring this into our world, in our life? You know, um, for women who are listening to this and they're sort of saying, Sharon, I just, yeah, Shay, I don't know if I really have a craft. <laughs> I hear you like what you're saying sounds so beautiful. Like, mm. how do I, how do I identify that? Like, do I really have a craft or is that just for people who are professional artists? Mm. Yeah, good question. I think what we touched on the last episode was that God is the source of all creativity and we were made in his image. Mm. Um, And we were made to reflect God, to Mm -hmm. reflect glory back to God. So in essence, that means we are all creatives. We Mm. all have the gift of showcasing the glory of God. Now Mm. that looks very different for some Mm. of us, you know, Mm -hmm. we can be creative in our field of science, you know, we could be creative uh, with watercolors. We can be creative um, as cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We can be creative as writers. We could be creative as teachers. So I think sometimes we we really put creativity in this camp of the arts, like of mm-hmm. painting and um, photography, but it's creativity is touching every single thing we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think I reject the notion that we that only some of us are creative and only some of us have a craft. I mean, we, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 We all have a craft because we all are living embodied people who are meant to express the glory of God, as you're saying. So if we're meant to express the glory of God, um, through whatever craft we are called to display it through, what are the questions that we as women need to ask ourselves? Yeah, that's good. So I would say if you can identify a craft in your life, okay, for the women that we just looked at, it was this craft of mixing essential oils. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for me, it's photography. Maybe for you, it's something completely different. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to ask ourselves, is is our craft tending to something or someone else apart from Christ? Um, Are we using our talents and abilities Mm. to bear witness 
to a resurrected Christ that really has implications on the whole world. So that sounds really fluffy in some ways, but I think when you get down to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. is basically how are we using our craft um, to point to hope really mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to not just point to the physical world that, that, I mean, I see a lot of art that just, it's, it's so, um, disconnected from the reality of hope. And I think as Christians, we have, yeah, we have this, this, uh, reality that we are pointing people to hope. So how do we do that? Like, I just think of a meal, like preparing a meal, yeah. as simple as preparing a meal. It's not just the meal in and of itself. Yeah. Who is gathering around this meal? That's what right. restoration can be happening around this table? That's right. Um, what conversations can we have to think of interior design? It yes. is not just about making a space beautiful. It's about mm-hmm. maybe a res- restoration of something mm-hmm. so that people can be restor- re- restored in that space. So I think That's like right. asking ourselves, what is the restorative mm-hmm. <laughs> value of what I'm I'm producing? And does it, does it point to Christ? Yeah. Does it bear witness? And I love that, that phrase bearing witness to yes the resurrected Christ. And we, you can, you can tell that you're on mission when it aligns with the mission of the, of Christ through Christ's word. And when you were talking about this, it made me immediately think of the great commission in Matthew 28, 19, right? Mm. Like go out into all the world um, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the world. And mm-hmm. so going, making disciples, bearing witness, that's that's what it is. Bearing yeah, witness. That's the depth of field. That's, that's the long the, depth of field. That's mm-hmm. the long depth of field. And I love that you gave um, so many examples, Sharon, because oftentimes we get so boggled down, I think, into the details that the details become weeds and it chokes out the the witness and the fruit and the and this and the seeds that God is trying to sow into the field into the lives of believers through how we're bearing witness. And so, you know, as you're as you're talking about bearing witness and saying, does this point to the resurrected Christ? How can I use what I have in my hands? to bear witness of who Christ is and what he has done through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. And so what are some other questions that we can ask? Number one, we're bearing witness, right? Number two. Yeah, I would just say like, based on these case studies, have we limited ourselves to what we think we should be doing, particularly Mm. as women um, in the, in the, kind of the gender conversation, these women in both, in both scenarios, they were expected to use their craft in a certain way. Mm. But we see that actually to focus on Christ and to bear witness to Christ looked very different than what was expected of these Mm. women. So Mm. they, they, you know, in the first scenario, we see Mary, she was expected to just go off to the side, sell her perfume and give it to the poor. Mm-hmm. But she used, she used extravagant, she, she extravagantly used her craft to worship 
and honor Jesus. And in the second scenario, we see this woman expected to just tend to the dead body of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And actually their call as women and as artists and creatives was actually something completely different. It was to use their voice and to proclaim the message of God in a way that was not expected of them. So I think mm. I think we have to be in prayer about that. It can't be mm-hmm. this prideful, like, this is what I should be doing because I'm a woman. Yeah. But when it's directed by Christ, by God, I think we can have a confidence yeah. that sometimes we are going to push some boundaries and break some norms mm-hmm. because ultimately it's not about us. Yeah. It's really pointing to who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a question is, yeah, and and perhaps that means a new, like taking on a new medium. You know, we see these women going from the essential oil world yep. to um, talking and speaking and proclaiming. So that yeah. might be a question we need to ask ourselves is, is God putting something new in front of me, a a skill that I can hone and dig into that Mm -hmm. might be different um, for a new season. Oh my goodness. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think finally, I would just say, does the art that we produce, um, is it, is it pointing to us? (laughs) Is it simply just pointing to us? Because if it's just pointing back to us, we're we're on the wrong track. Mm. But if it points people to God, if it makes them think about what transcends the physical to the spiritual world, uh-huh. I think with 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 an anchor of hope, mm-hmm. I think we are on the right track in terms of how we are using our creativity and art for the glory of God. Does it wow. usher in? Does it usher in? the kingdom of God um, in people's lives. Yeah. So in identifying our craft, you're, you're asking us the questions, does it bear witness? Um, Does, um, is, are we limiting ourselves um, based upon just our, our uh, gender, our season of life, et cetera. And then um, is, does it usher in the kingdom of God? Does it push us, towards the eternal uh, world um, that it transcends uh, this world, but to the kingdom of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 This is, this is a lot to, it's rich. It's good. It's a lot to um, take in and chew on. And I think for a lot of women, um, I think what we're inviting you guys into as you're listening to it, because I'm like processing this myself. I'm yeah. like, Sharon is also, you know, ministering to me as I'm thinking about this. But, um, you know, I think what we are inviting our listeners into is to really take time to think about this, like to really ponder this, because there are a lot of things that are coming at women today. I mean, the increase of, social media, the self-focus, the building of platforms, like, yes, all of us have a place that we're called to be influencers and make impact. But when we center it in one way and we're so driven, it's, it's taking us away from ushering in the kingdom of God as we as we ought to, as we ought to. And I think that there is starting to be a space of abuse of that, to be completely honest. 
for one's own building. And so, you know, I think you're pushing us right in the right direction. And Sharon, I I have often thought about these three questions that you ask. I have looked at thought about it in a sense that the spirit sort of gave me this three-part phrase mm. of look up, look yeah. out, and look around. Mm. Like, are we looking up towards bearing witness around the resurrected Christ? Are we looking up and seeking him? Is he the foundation? Yeah. And then if we're looking up, look out. What is it that we see? That is between, I love the way that Jill Briscoe puts it, is between mm. our two feet, right? Yeah. Like, what is what is that? Because that's, that's the space that we are in. And then look around, having that broad depth of field that you're talking about, not looking to the shallow, but looking into the eternal. And so... What would you exhort us to as we look up, as we look out and look around? How has this sort of played Mm. out in your life? Because I know some women would say like, well, yeah, you're a photographer. It's easy to sort of embrace that. But what has that looked like in various seasons of your life? Um, In in your in your womanhood, because you are still embodied as a woman like What has this looked like and how has it morphed? Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned uh, social media. So I just want to say like what this has looked like for me because this, this, um, this tide is so strong in our culture to look down, <laughs> to look mm-hmm. at what's in front of you, actually literally look at the phone in front of you. Yes. And I think we need to say as, as followers of Jesus, we need to take Colossians 3 seriously, where it says, mm. look up, look out, look over, <laughs> look over your phone. So I just think that is so mm. key that we are seeing beyond kind of the 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 self-absorption that the the self-focus the shallow depth of field that really is so embedded in our culture Mm. um so i think for me that has in seasons i've needed to quiet that that um input because it's distracting to me there's times for it i don't think it's like the, the yeah, worst thing yeah. ever. There's, there's, I've seen there's you cool. steward that. I've seen yeah. you steward that well. You're like, listen, sheeps, I gotta, I gotta disconnect from it. Hold me to it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Cause I mm-hmm. just, I think we get, we get caught up in it and we're not able to look up because it's so overwhelming and um, cluttered that we're not able to look up or, or think about how we use our simple craft to serve the kingdom. So I would say that would be the first thing. And then I think, I think whatever craft we have, we're going to be using it in different seasons of our life. Mm. Um, So we see these women, you know, at the tomb in Mm -hmm. their season of life, they were called to get up, Mm -hmm. go out and proclaim the good news to the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was like this big task, like this huge task, like go, go get them, go Go proclaim the message of Jesus. But in the first scripture, um, we see Mary, her her call to look up and look out really was identifying who was in the room with her. 
And that was Jesus. So I just want to say, like, I need to speak to the moms who are nursing babies. Come on, talk to us. Talk to us. Who cannot just be this like, quote unquote, super Christian that's like going out and proclaiming and talking about the kingdom, like the kingdom may be in the room with you. <laughs> and that that might be exactly what you need to be. So for example, I'm just thinking the kingdom, you could have your child and you can have your phone. And the Lord might be saying to you in this season, like, Put your phone down. Look at look at your child, or mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. something as simple as yes. how do you sing with your child, for example? Or mm-hmm. I just think, or you know, who who is in your context? Um, this is not a call to do the impossible. This is yeah. not a call to be a superwoman or a super yeah. artist or to do all the yeah. things. Yeah. It's a call to be really connected yes. to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And how we can usher in the kingdom. And that looks really different for all of us based on our season of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Sharon, in the next episode, you are actually going to be talking about um, how you were called through the lens to usher in the kingdom of God in um in a season of life, right? Mm-hmm. And um through justice and and mercy and through art, art and redemption through justice and through your lens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give a teaser, where mm-hmm. did it start? Where did it start? Where you were looking up where did it where did that journey begin for you as you are incur- you've encouraged women regardless of where they are whether it's in small moments or mm. in these big go and tell moments right yes um yes. yeah where did your your start just as a teaser don't give okay. too much okay i'll try it's got to come back for episode yes. 3 on art and redemption through justice yes okay well Basically, God um, started burdening my heart um, for justice um, when I started really digging into some of these news stories about young Black men being um, killed by police officers. And I was a new mom when I was absorbing a lot of these stories. I was nursing. I was very limited in what I could do or how I could use my craft. Um, But my look up and look out moment actually happened through prayer. Mm. (laughs) And so, you know, we'll get to kind of what happened and how God God used that burden and developed it and kind of allowed it to flourish. Mm -hmm. But I think the seed was prayer and asking God, okay, how do you break my heart for what breaks yours? Mm. How might you put ideas in my head that would, um, yeah, that would proclaim your goodness, your hope in a very dark and difficult reality in our world. Um, how do we push back the darkness of racism with your light? Um, so I would just say that for me, a very important part of the creative process has been communion with God and has been prayer 
and asking him, mm. what What do you want? Like, this is not my kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is your kingdom. And how can I use this tool? It's just a tool. It's only a tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing more. It's it's just a tool. How do, we, how do I use this tool um, for your glory? And I think mm-hmm. sometimes that's in a very quiet space mm-hmm. and just a contemplative space before it's anything that anybody sees. (laughs) Yeah. And so on that note, Sharon, would you be willing to pray to that end for our listeners? Because that is the starting point. Yes, I would Mm -hmm. love to pray. So let's pray together. God, we thank you that you are the source of all creativity and that you have... um, given us the opportunity to participate in bringing glory back to you and back to your name and back to your redemption and your hope for the world, God. And we are all um, standing here before you now, listening, and we hold out these gifts to you. We hold Mm. out these these crafts, these acts of worship, this art, this creativity, and we don't want to use it for our own focus, for it to just reflect back to us. Mm -hmm. If we do that, Lord, we know we've gotten it wrong, but we ask that you would Mm -hmm. take these things and that you would show us how to use them for your kingdom, God. Mm -hmm. Um, Help us to keep our eyes up, to pay attention to the margins, to the depths of our story. Mm-hmm. God, keep us from a shallow depth of field. Yeah. Lord, may we as women be bold in our That's craft, right. That's right. Um, not be worried about what others think, but we, yes, would, we would be concerned about what you think. And I pray that just like Mary, <laughs> that we would we would humbly and obediently mm-hmm. and um, full of of life and craft, God, bring our offerings to you um, so that people would know about you and know about the hope in Jesus and in the eternal world, God, That's right. that you That's have right. put out for us. Um, right. Help our art and creativity to transcend the physical, God, mm-hmm. that it would be a taste of your glory, your hope that is to come. Um, would you inspire us? Would we all be women that are are living our lives with a deep and long depth of field, God? And we just pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies. <laughs>